This is Joel from Maple Hill, and you're listening to my chapter of As the Story Grows. Welcome to the next chapter of As the Story Grows. I'm Brian Patton. This week, I'm excited to introduce Joel Beckwith from Maple Hill. Maple Hill is an emo pop punk band from upstate New York that just released a brand new single called Playing House via Common Ground Media. You can hear snippets of the single throughout the episode. Joel chats about getting into music, his influences, and joining Maple Hill as a rhythm guitarist before switching to bass, the theme of the new single, and the future of the band. It's always exciting to get to chat with a new up-and-coming artist, so I hope you enjoy this chat and the new single, Playing House. This week on After Dark, I was joined by Patreon member Ben Pike, and we chatted about Under Oath's discography, including some mildly controversial hot takes. So if you're a Patreon member, you do not want to miss it. Join the community at patreon.com slash as the story grows. Here's my chat with Joel from Maple Hill. Enjoy. My caution subsides Will all my insecurity topple over and How's it going? Good, good. Um, I'm here in Rochester, just kind of hanging out, just finished breakfast, having a little seltzer. Nice. Um, yeah, we're really excited. We finally just put out a new song for the first time in six years, I think. Yeah, I was, uh, looking, I was looking at the Bandcamp page. It's It's been a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah six, 16 was Headspace, the album. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, probably written and recorded way before that, as <laughs> this thing go, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm very excited to finally be able to start talking about this stuff and share it with everyone. That's cool. That's cool. Did you grow up in a Rochester area, upstate New York? Um, yeah, so I grew up in... Lansing, a suburb of Ithaca, New York, um, which people from who aren't from here might recognize it from like Ithaca College and Cornell, stuff like that. Um, it was a really small town um, next to a small city. <laughs> so not too much going on there, not too much in the music scene. Um, but it was a really cool place to grow up. And obviously that's where I met everyone from the band. So um, yeah, it was cool. It was a, kind of like a hippie town. <laughs> a lot of people say it's the modern day Woodstock city. Oh man. <laughs> um, which is cool. Like it was a very interesting environment to grow up in. But in terms of music, um the stuff that was popular with locals was folk and experimental <laughs> and bluegrass and reggae. Um so us as a bunch of teenagers who wanted to play loud and fast Blink 182 and All Time Low <laughs> songs. <laughs> um had to put in our work to kind of gain a following there. Yeah. What got you into music? 
Um, my family. Um, I'm the youngest of three, and uh, both my parents were pretty musical growing up, and they instilled music in us at a really young age. So as long as I can, for as long as I can remember, there's been a guitar and a drum set and a piano in our house. Um, I remember my dad teaching me how to play an E major chord on the guitar, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, that's awesome. I didn't know I could make music that easily. <laughs> and then for the next like four years, I expanded that guitar knowledge from an E major to E minor and G major and D major. <laughs> um, but guitar was always kind of a passive um, thing until I started getting more into alternative music and saw that as my tool to kind of continue developing that appreciation and knowledge. That's cool. What was your gateway into like listening to music and, and alternative underground punk rock? Yeah. Um, it was weird because growing up, um, my the only influences I had of modern-ish music was uh, my parents listening to classic rock, which obviously is not even that <laughs> modern, the stuff that they enjoyed when they were in college. Um, so I grew up listening to ACDC and Led Zeppelin and um, all sorts of bands along that genre. Um, and then when I was in like middle school and before that, the extent of my music intake was what I was hearing at home. And that was also around the time that iPod shuffles were becoming popular and the whole Napster and iTunes craze. So my brother was really into that. And so he gave me an iPod or I got an iPod and he put a bunch of music on it. So he introduced me to some bands like Fall Out Boy. And I think I had American Idiot by Green Day on that first iPod. Um, and then the bands that I started kind of finding on my own that I really gravitated towards were like Breaking Benjamin and like Three Doors Down, that sort of early 2000s hard rock kind of. Um, so uh, yeah, that was good. That was when I was getting into like more modern rock music. And then I met a couple of friends in middle school who just went over to their house and they had a huge iTunes library of all of like All Time Low and um, Mayday Parade. And those are the bands that I first heard where I was like, wow, I want to do this. I want to make this my life. That was the moment I remember where I decided that was what excited me most musically. That's awesome. That's awesome. You're making me feel really fucking old. <laughs> it's funny. I, iPod, that was your cassette tape. So it's cassettes. Are back oh, yeah. It's all good. It's all, it all came back. So um, yeah. my collection's still relevant. Uh, nice. That's awesome. When did you start playing in bands then in high school? Once you kind of got into music and that scene, did you want to like jump into bands immediately? Yeah, as soon as I discovered All Time Low and Made It Parade, like those were probably the two biggest where I was like obsessing over them. Um, and I immediately picked up my guitar and was like trying to learn how to play. I didn't really understand what a power chord was yet. Yeah. So I was trying to learn that. <laughs> um, but I was trying to play like them and I was watching videos and I hadn't really ever been to a show before that. I'd seen, I've seen some bands play at like, I don't know, public events or whatever, but I'd never bought a ticket to go see a band that I wanted to see. Um, so that's when I started wanting to do that. And so I went and saw Cartel um, and God, who else? Hit the Lights in um, Syracuse. That was like my first show that I paid to go see, I think. Um, and especially after being at a live show, I got obsessed with the idea of being in a band. Cause it's like, this is the most fun thing ever. Um, but like I said, I grew up in this tiny town where I graduated with 93 kids and I knew all oh, of them man. by first and last name. Like <laughs> I knew that none of them played guitar or drums or whatever. <laughs> um, 
so I, I had a best friend like freshman or sophomore year of high school, I think. Or yeah, like eighth grade freshman year. Um, and he was learning guitar. I knew a little bit of guitar, played the drums a little bit. Um, and so he would come over to my house and we'd jam in the basement, basically covering the easiest songs we could possibly find <laughs> to yeah. make ourselves feel like we could actually do it and be in a band. But we never came anywhere close to playing for people or even finishing writing a song. Um, that was just kind of the basement noise days. Yeah. Did you come um, up with a name for that? For that band? Yes. yes. Ace of Spades. <laughs> Ace of Spades. <laughs> for absolutely no reason. <laughs> um, and funny enough, I, I, I just moved to this apartment recently in Rochester. Um, and I was back at my parents' house in Ithaca digging through all of the stuff in the basement because there's a whole room that was just filled with all of my old music junk that finally <laughs> they made me go through and get rid of most of. But I found a whole folder of all of the notes, like all of the lyric ideas and like really rough tabs that we had written out for those first like two or three songs. <laughs> and I was reading these and I'm like, wow, like we were really into the whole emo thing. <laughs> 13 and like writing about depression and stuff oh and we didn't God. know anything about <laughs> we were just very like i don't know definitely posers trying to <laughs> squeeze our way like into what we wanted to be um so that i wouldn't even really call that a band but that was the sure. first time i had really played with other people in a kind of music that i enjoyed which was really exciting um but surprisingly enough the only uh the first band i like real band i was ever in is this band um, we've gone through a couple changes, but for the most part, it's with this same group of people. Yeah, I was I was looking back uh, on your Bandcamp page, looking back to uh, was it the A Moment Alone uh, EP? Mm -hmm. um, were you the original bass player on that, or nope, nope? Um, so I can give a quick little background into how that sure. um, yeah. that album came about and how I joined the band. Um, so Sinjin, our drummer, and Christian, our singer, um, they were both in the band back then as well, and they had a different guitarist and a different bass player, um, Victor and Mike, I think, yeah. Um, so they were in a band called Starts on Friday, um, and they were basically the only alternative, the only like punk-ish band in Ithaca um, that existed. As, as far as I knew. And they were only like a year older than me, roughly. Like we were around the same age. They were high schoolers playing like at bars and pubs, like all around neighboring towns. Um, and it was just cool to see like people my age were just making it happen. And so I went and saw a couple of their shows and I had known Sinjin um, basically most of my life. He and I grew up doing like theater together. Um, we were both theater kids. <laughs> um, and so I knew him, but we weren't really friends necessarily. And then I found out about his band, went and saw a couple shows, was really into it. It was like, wow, like I want to do that. And then within like a year of that, it just so happened that their guitar player was moving to Ohio. And so they needed new members. And I was still awful at guitar at this point. <laughs> um, like I said, I was still like figuring out the power chord. <laughs> but they had auditions, um, I think, I think Sinjin knew that I was into this kind of music. Um, and so they had had auditions and reached out to me and I think like six or seven other people, um, originally just to replace the lead guitarist. Um, and I was nowhere near good enough to play guitar <laughs> on anything. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, I'm not going to get it, but I might as well try. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And so I went in for the audition and they were like, all right, play us something. And I, I learned one song by Four Years Strong. Um, I was like, oh, for lead guitar, I need to play individual notes, not just chunky chords. <laughs> so I found like a, a, I think it was Find My Way Back by Four Years Strong on the Enemy of the World album. Um, that was one of my favorite ones. And like the verse had this line that was basically all on two strings and only three frets, just bouncing back and forth between those notes. But it was fast and I could play it. So that was my uh, little thing to impress them. <laughs> and they were like, all right, well, why don't you just try playing a song with us? And they very quickly saw that like I was more equipped to play the power chords than the solos. Yeah. Um, but it ended up that they ended up picking me and Max, our original, um, or since I joined the band, the other uh, lead guitarist. And then Christian, the singer, uh, who also had played rhythm guitar, handed over rhythm guitar to me. So he was just doing vocals, which he had wanted to do for a while. Um, he's yeah. a great guitarist, but he's always wanted to just be able to focus on one thing from time to time. Um, and then through other like personal complications, family issues, um, Mike, the bass player, had to move to another city that's too far away to uh, continue being in the band. And this is like right after I had joined. And so the easy solution was, all right, Christian's gonna take back the guitar. Max, who's a phenomenal guitar player, like the best shredder I've ever seen at age 14. <laughs> um, and so he was obviously gonna continue doing lead guitar. So basically we were just at a point where, hey Joel, wanna learn bass and to stay in the band? <laughs> yeah. And so I did, they had a bass guitar and I learned how to play it basically, which is basically just playing the bottom string of yeah. the power chords that I was so used to at this point. <laughs> yeah, how um, was that transition for you? It was easy, I like pretty easy because the level to which we were playing was not that great back then. <laughs> like on on rhythm guitar, I was holding my finger down like this to bar the frets and yeah. play three notes. On bass guitar, I hold it down like this to hold one <laughs> string and play that one string. <laughs> so it was kind of just like simpler, but I just had to get used to the bigger neck, like the thicker yeah. strings. Um, but I'm really tall. I'm six and a half feet tall. And honestly, playing bass is a lot more comfortable than playing guitar because I yeah. actually fit with the instrument. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but a quick little funny story, I guess I kind of forgot to mention before uh, joining the band. I was actually, uh, I was over at Sinjin's house once before we were ever really good friends. Um, he has a sister who I used to be good friends with. And I was over at his house and they... Um, their guitarist wasn't there for the day and they had heard that I liked all time low and played guitar and they're like, Hey, we're about to play a all time low cover. Do you want to like come play it with us? And that was the first time I'd like, this is before I'd auditioned, even knew that they were in need of a new guitarist or anything. So aside playing with my friend in my basement, this was my first chance at like playing with a drummer. Like everyone knew the song and everyone was better than me. So like, um, it was really, exciting i remember we played lost in stereo by all time low they taught me just the four chords that go to the chorus with that and we were in sinjin's tiny basement i definitely was deaf for a couple of days after that because i didn't play anything <laughs> in my ears and didn't know i needed to when i was two feet away from that's the hilarious symbol <laughs> um yeah. but yeah that was another one of those moments where i played with them and it went well and it was like wow that was the most fun uh, that that's awesome yeah was the band called maple hill at that time no. Um, so when I joined, we were still starts on Friday um, and we hadn't released any music yet, if I'm correct. We might have had a couple songs on our band camp, but A Moment Alone was not out yet. Okay. Um, and I think even at that time, the, the previous guys in the band 
uh, had a bunch of demos. I remember when I first joined the band, Sinjin gave me a CD with like 13 demos on it that I could barely even pick up the guitar parts because they were just roughly tracked in their bedroom. Um, but uh, that ended up being condensed down. We ended up scrapping like most of the songs from that. And A Moment Alone is basically the semi-worthwhile songs yeah. <laughs> that we kept from that. Um, and releasing that was around the time where we were kind of figuring out, all right, we were a new band, we should probably rebrand ourselves. Um, and that was when we were starting to write new songs as well. So we were like, moving forward, let's probably just go with a, a new name. That way, when we release these older songs, it can all be under the same name. We don't have to have two different bands out there that are the yeah. same band, you know. Um, so that's right around when we uh, started working on Headspace. And I think for about a year, we, we were still technically starts on Friday, but we didn't really have a name. We were like throwing ideas around for a whole year. And we didn't end up settling on Maple Hill until like one of the last days we were in the studio recording Headspace. <laughs> yeah. Where'd that name come from? Maple Hill? Yeah. Um, so Christian, our singer, um, he lived on South Hill in uh, Ithaca, which... Um, Ithaca is a city like on the end of a lake, so there's tons of gorges and hills going down to it. Um, so there's a few different big hills around the city. And so he lived on South Hill on a street called Maple Ave. Um, and we, as a band, I think that was just the place, like just hanging out at his house after practice every day or just every weekend. That was probably the place where we became like real friends and like really bonded as a band. Um, like not intentionally, but just, yeah. we realized that like, that's where we spend most of our quality time and that's where we came up with ideas together. Um, and so it was never really an intention to name it after a place, but after tons of bad band name ideas yeah. <laughs> and we were in the studio just like, well, we got nothing. Like we weren't trying to, to rush it, but then one day Christian just came up with it. He was like, Hey, I think this sounds cool. And then we thought about it for like couple of weeks i think and then we were like all right none of us have come up with anything else and we're all happy to <laughs> just run with it <laughs> that's awesome how'd you guys get connected with common ground um so that's fairly recently um okay. we like i said we, we had headspace like six years ago um and have been working on new music since then um very slowly we've had old demos um some of the songs that or i guess yeah playing house was one of the more recent ones um but yeah, there's some demos that we had been working on like since uh, Headspace and Playing House was the, the one that really stuck out to us um, that we wanted to really focus on first and get out there. Um, so once we had that recorded, like once we knew that we had that song and like we were going to release it, um, we were at a time in our lives where we felt like it might be the time to take that step and really look for a label or um, management or somebody else to be on our team and help us out. Yeah. Because before that, everything had been done independently and we all were at different points in our lives for most of our time um, in that some of us were in college, while some of us were working, while some of us were traveling. Um, so it's kind of been a hectic back and forth over several years, but yeah. things were slowly, like, slowly starting to come together and we, we felt like it was kind of the time to try and take this more seriously. Um, and so we compiled, we, we spent like probably a couple months or a few months just like searching through or looking into all of the 
labels that we were already familiar with, um, doing research as to who put out the records that we loved the most in the genre. Um, and so through some research and realizing that a couple of bands that we liked were on Common Ground that we didn't even realize, um, we reached out to them um, probably, yeah, pretty early this year. Um, and then it took several months for on both of our ends to yeah. kind of commit and figure out if we was the right fit. Um, so that that was probably by now probably six months in the making um, that relationship forming. That's that's cool. Yeah, I imagine like pandemic in the midst of trying to sign with somebody really fucks things up a little bit yeah and it was also weird just us being on the east coast them on the west uh, coast yeah. everything was about like scheduled zoom calls that were three hours apart yeah um, which like that's that's the new normal i guess yeah. but um yeah this was sort of towards the beginning of that that's awesome don't pick up the phone just cause you're alone discover You just released brand new single, Playing House. Uh, very good. I, I dig it a lot. What, what's the song about? Um, so the song, um, the lyrics were originally, or most of the lyrics were originally written by uh, Christian, our singer. Um, and he, he wrote the song basically reflecting on a time in his life where um, he felt like he was relying on other people for his own happiness and wasn't really didn't feel like he was living his own life, you know? Um, and so this song was kind of just a, like a tangential uh, dive into the, the feelings behind that. And like talking about the metaphors of like, you're just playing house in your own life. You're not really doing anything with it. Um, so basically it's just a entertainment of that idea and that concept that I'm sure many of us feel at certain points in our life where we're not, living to our fullest or doing what we actually want to be doing. Yep. Cool. So what's, what's next? You just dropped this new single, uh, the world has changed, but what, uh, what's <laughs> next for you guys? Um, well, right now we're definitely focusing all our attention on promoting playing house because we've been very, we've been relatively quiet over the past few years in terms of like trying to, uh, really explode on social media or get tons of new fans because we haven't had any new music to put out in so yeah. long. <laughs> um, and for a while it, it had been like, we would spend sometimes six or eight months without playing a show or even like being together. Um, so it was very sporadic for several years. Um, so right now we're just really stoked to have something out that we can put all our attention on. Um, we're really excited to work on some new music. Um, can't really say when that might be happening, but we're we're in a good state now and that we're all relatively in stable places in our lives and we've been able to work together remotely and occasionally in person. Um, so we, we have a lot of ideas and we're really excited moving forward, but um, we don't have anything specific to announce yet. No time for hesitation. Cause I've got to move on now This is me and I 
Thanks for listening to As the Story Grows. Our theme song was written and composed by the legendary Bob Nana. If you like what you hear, subscribe on iTunes and give the show a rating and review. If you'd like to support the show financially, click on the Patreon link at asthestorygrows.com. If you enjoyed this episode, share it on social media with your friends. Much appreciated, and thanks for listening. I never felt so young and-